0: What up, hair gamers? It's Eric. So in this episode, we're going to respond to some feedback that we've been getting for a long time. You guys know that I often solicit feedback, both you know what have you guys enjoyed listening to the most so far, as well as what would you like to to hear in the future. So um, a a response to that latter question that we've gotten for the last several months is how do I find and attract and retain other hairdressers to work in my salon. And many studio owners who ask, how do I find somebody to help me pay the expenses and work in my studio when I'm not working in my studio? So we're going to answer that question today. Over the years, we've seen some people do it very successfully and some people struggle. And we wanna find out what is the difference? What is the successful group doing that the unsuccessful group isn't? We did two interviews with studio owners at Salon Republic who have been very su- successful attracting and retaining sub renters, and they've been doing it for a long time. Okay, Luna, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So tell everybody who you are.
1: I am Tom Luna. I'm the owner of Room 22, Beverly Hills, Salon Republic.
0: And how did you get into hair, Luna?
1: God, um, I gotta tell you that there's a lot of Barbies that just fell into victims of my five-year-old curiosity and became completely bald. <laughs> so I guess the love for hair started very, very young.
0: That's awesome. And by the way, I have a five-year-old and a six-year-old, and so I have no problem seeing how that can happen because they I take some of the doll heads home yeah. you know, from the office, from right. Salon Republic's office, and right. they, get, they get stolen immediately.
1: Of course they do. And it's fun. Kids love it. Yeah, definitely. So, where are you from? I'm from L.A. My whole entire life, yeah.
0: Wow, been born in the hair and raised.
1: Industry for like 30 years.
0: My gosh, you don't look that old. Yeah,
1: I'm turning 50 in June, so yeah.
0: Good for you. All right, so um, so you've been in the hair business a long time. How did you find your way to Salon Republic?
1: You know, um, a friend of mine named Barry. She was working in a salon that I was helping manage called Orange Berlin, ran by Martina Herrera. She ended up moving to Germany, and I um, I saw her transition going to Salon Republic. And around a year and a half after, she knew I had a curiosity to get my own place, and I wasn't happy where I was at anymore. And she um, said, I've got this studio for you that they're holding for you. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, They're holding a studio for you. I said, well, we'll check it out. So I went and I, I saw it, and. Cold feet, definitely cold feet. It's a hard jump. Yeah, yeah. To go from from working as a stylist where everything is pretty much marketing's done for you, the bills are taken care of for you, and all of a sudden getting into your own salon, whether it's a big, huge salon or a small salon, doesn't really matter. The it's the fact that you're now owning something yourself. You're responsible for it. At the same time, you're also responsible for making your own hours and and being very, very um. How do you say accountable? it? Accountable? Dis- discipline and accountable for that, mm-hmm. definitely. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you were worried that maybe you, you wouldn't be good at it?
1: I was worried. I'm I always worried. I'm always worried about, I don't like change. I, I don't really necessarily like change. So once I get in a situation, I'm comfortable and, and I stay there. Um, but this is a time to move forward. And uh, at that point, Ahu was the... General, while well, while well, the receptionist at, at that location, right, and she used to teach uh, classes at my salon, mm-hmm. so she already knew who I was. She mm-hmm. knew all about us. Yeah, and she's like, "This is a good thing for you." And before you know it, she got dug into it, and with Doug's guidance and her rah rah, I opened a salon the fifteenth of April, two years ago.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so you took a uh, a single studio, right? Okay, and did you do it by yourself or with a partner?
1: At first I had a partner. It didn't work out. Okay. Um, he backed off at the last minute, and I continued forward, and I ended up doing it on my own. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you were probably pretty freaked out when your partner backed out.
1: Yeah. It, it was a day that, that I, I signed the lease. Wow. That same night he backed out, and I was, we were really looking at, at wallpapers and samples and colors and paints, and all of a sudden... All of the planning just, 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 it just fell on my, I, I just felt the whole, the whole weight of the world on me. Yeah. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then I went back to, oh, she goes, she says, well, we can get you a smaller studio. I said, if I'm going to go into, into a studio on my own, that has to be, there has to be a, a window. There has to be a humongous window. And I, I did my, my family supported me very much on it. They were very, um, they were very positive about it. Yeah. And I just went forward.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so the fact that we're interviewing you today is due to um, your ability to get sub-renters for your studio. And you've you've been, um, you and I have talked about it many times, you've been very successful at getting Mm sub-renters to come in to essentially help pay the bills when you're not in the studio working, right? Right. Okay, so why don't you first tell us about how often you work in the salon with your clients?
1: Uh, I work around four, four days a week, sometimes even, even five. It also depends on, um, on um, no more than five hours, maybe six hours.
0: No. Okay, uh, per day? Per so, day. Uh, right. And how many stations do you have in the studio?
1: I have two stations in my salon.
0: Got it. And so um, how do you find the hairdressers to help oh. you pay the bills?
1: Well, I've been very fortunate that um, I've been in the area for a very long time. Okay. And I've managed that salon for like over six years, and many stylists filtered through there, including um, Autumn and Ab. You know, they've mm-hmm. all gone through that salon. Mm-hmm. So these are my friends that have come to me and basically asked me if they could if they could rent from me. And I've been fortunate enough to to trust them as well. Sure. Um, yeah. So that that's I've gotten them from my past from from managing your, a salon.
0: So your network. So you you my developed network. a network. And of, of hairdressers that you know and people you like and people you know something about so they're not strangers to you, right?
1: No, definitely not.
0: Okay. So <laughs> when it comes to choosing who works alongside you, um, it's a pretty easy decision because these aren't. Have you ever had any new hairdresser that you didn't know about that you rented? I, I, have, I have.
1: I have. I rented the salon out per day rate. Okay. Um, sometimes people come in from from New York or Chicago or from wherever, wherever far place they come from, okay. and usually they have their connection from a connection of a network of mine. Got of it. My yeah.
0: Friend of a friend. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about the offering. Uh, you said you have a day rate. Do you have anyone that uh, is it just a day rate, or do you ever rent for the station for the week?
1: Well, I do. A, I do a chair rate, a chair day rate for seventy-five dollars a day. Got it. If and if they if they want the salon itself, it's two fifty.
0: Okay. Yeah. The whole thing. The whole thing. For the day.
1: For the whole entire day.
0: Gotcha. And you've got clients, and so you're booked out. So how right. much advance notice would they have to give you to get the whole salon essentially kicking you out?
1: Well, it would it would definitely depend on the time of the year too. Like I sure. wouldn't be dumb enough to do that during Christmas time, or you for a holiday. But after a holiday, things open up quite easily, and it's a matter of getting like one or two weeks' notice.
0: Got it, got it. Okay, and what is the arrangement that you, the kind of the formal arrangement that you have with the hairstylist taking the the station? Is it just a a handshake and a, hey, I, I know you, you know, buddy sort of a thing, you know, treat the place nice? Or do you have kind of a written agreement that they have to sign?
1: I've only had to do one written agreement. I have those handy. I do have one written agreement handy. I've used it once, just for formality reasons for someone who I didn't really know very well. Yeah. Um, it's important that when you bring the written agreement out, you don't scare them away. sure. if i'm If I'm giving advice to other stylists on how to do this, you can't scare them away. Mm. Like you, you can't do this. I need you to sign this and read this. you, you, you can't do that. There are you could go into the internet and find some very long, wordy, boring, just out of out of this world kind of contracts. Or have a small, simple one and say, listen, this holds you accountable for the, for the salon, for whatever you possibly destroy, like the chair, whatever it is. It's formality mm-hmm. to sign this and the salon's yours. You leave it at that. The and more the, you talk about the agreement, the more the more cold feet get. Yeah. And if a person is ex- an experienced hairdresser, they pretty much know the formality of what an agreement is.
0: Sure. And, and given that you're working within your network or maybe – uh, one or two steps outside of your network, but still, you know, somewhat affi- closely affiliated, gives you some right. confidence that the person is not going to burn the place down, right? Right, of course. Have you ever had any problems? Never had one. Never. And do, do you, when it comes to just basic treatment of the salon, like you know, put your stuff away, clean up the shampoo bowl? I mean, do you do you have to say that even to your friends?
1: Well I, I make sure that there's a I put if state board comes in list and I tell them make sure that the quad morning compound is up to high and all your combs are, are emerged. Uh, make sure that there's no there's no hair in the in the catch in this in the sink. Those are just basics that every stylist should know because once state board comes in, you're accountable and so is the owner of the salon accountable.
0: Right. Right. Do you provide any product <laughs> or or let's say provide amenities? Products.
1: Yeah. Yes, I provide product. Um, there's two station dryers in my salon, okay. So they don't have to bring their own dryer if they don't want to, but it's there's two station dryers. All okay. the, all of the irons and flat irons I provide as well. So, okay. so hot tools. And they normally what... bring. They normally bring their stuff though. They sure. like to use their own stuff. Well, what about color? I do not supply color. Okay. But I also don't don't lock my color either. I, it's all on trust. Right.
0: And you've never noticed that anyone's stolen any?
1: No, no. Okay.
0: All right. So, so currently, how many hairdressers are are using your studio? Let's say on a monthly basis. How many different people,
1: including myself, four.
0: Yeah. Well, in, in addition to yourself,
1: um, four.
0: Okay. And so there's you've got regular people coming in. Yes. And did. I did got regular-
1: I have a Sunday renter. I have somebody on Mondays and Wednesdays. That's awesome. Then I have somebody after hours.
0: Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're pretty consistent. So how do you schedule them?
1: Well, I use um, an online booking. I I like Vergara. Vergara is a pretty good online booking system. Um, I have to have one for each stylist because um, they only get to open up what is on paper they're allowed to rent. Except for... Except for MJ, she's, um, she's a floating partner. Mm-hmm. So she, she gets to come two days during the week whenever she wants. Um, but because after six o'clock, it's no matter. There's always a chair there after six o'clock. I'm usually gone by five.
0: Okay. So you're using Vigaro not to book, your, or maybe you're using it to book your clients, but you're using Vigaro maybe separately, maybe a separate account on Vigaro to book the chair
1: right so if for some reason let's say for example jeff wants he's normally on sundays and he goes can i please switch my day for this week my client can't come in on sunday it's coming on saturday so um he'll look at my schedule see if i'm if i'm booked or not and if i'm double booked he can't use it but if but if i'm but if this chair is open and it'll show that i only have one client at a time you can see when it's completely clean he will actually block off the other chair so that, or I'll book somebody on there so it's visibly, I know if someone's coming in.
0: Gotcha. How did you learn? They all
1: check with me first.
0: Oh, they check with you first, like yeah. via text.
1: They go, hey, um, how's Saturday? I'm like, Saturday's good. Okay. Okay, I'll block off Saturday and book somebody for me. Like, okay, great. Gotcha. As so long as someone's, someone's there, it's fine.
0: And, and so that doesn't become cumbersome, the back and forth on text? Or Not you- really, because,
1: for example, if I have to, if I have a client let's see, on Monday, Monday's not my day, so I have to, I have to contact Michelle. Say, hey, Michelle, are you using both chairs on Monday? She's like, no, you could use one for a few hours. Great. She goes, okay, I get to work for a few hours on Monday, but that, that's her day. Okay. If she says, no, I cannot, then I can't. I okay. have to respect that. Right. I have something I could tell you.
0: Uh, uh, when, go ahead.
1: When, when you're going to decide to rent or have subleasers, you can't nitpick the salon you can't you can't complain about the stain on that or that this is broken it's your job as a as a as a person that's renting to them to maintain the salon i'm not saying that they should be pigs and they should destroy your place but i'm saying that there are there people are working things happen you you can't go on anyone's on anyone's my cat here. excuse me you can't go on on um, anyone's throat because they've stained the chair, or right. it's not—it's not doable. So I if think you're the that kind of person. You're the kind of person that—that's too tight about it. This might not be for you.
0: I think that's might- so important because in—in in many of the instances when people tell us that they want somebody to come and help them pay their rent when they're not there, it—and they're struggling to find people to right. do that. Right. Um, it's typically a result of them being control freaks about yeah. their space, which is fine. They can be control freaks about their space if they don't expect somebody else to come in there and use it and enjoy using it, right?
1: Right. right. I think that's so
0: important that you said that.
1: It's so important because well, once you decide you're going to go ahead and do that and you realize that there's a there's a sunshine part of the park and there's a shady part of the park, <laughs> you're going to enjoy the park no matter what. Just on this side, shut up, let them work. And on this side, enjoy it when it's your own.
0: Right. So things might be a little askew when you show up the next day. You know, the so-and-so bottle may have been moved or there might be a couple clippings of hair that got missed or maybe a piece of furniture was rearranged. But that's just being a roommate. That That's it's, part it's of the just, deal.
1: Yeah, it's just it. Because at some point, I'm the one that has, has to run off um, after I work and I forget to to, uh, to fill the towels up for the next person, and so it's a give and take. They're gonna let me slide on certain things. I'm gonna let them slide on certain things. You're also a renter in your own in your own salon. Sure. You're like everybody else.
0: Right. Very interesting. Okay, so have have you ever had to have a conversation like an uncomfortable conversation with one of your you know friends, kind of you know fellow hairdressers, and say like, you know what, you keep doing this one thing and it's driving me insane. Um,
1: um, here's how it went. Dude. <laughs> I know, dude. Seriously, dude. Yeah, I got it. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Okay. we're friends. We've been friends for over like six, seven, eight years. We've worked together yeah. for a long time, so they know what they did wrong. Yeah. You know, they got caught. Right. Same time, they'll be like, dude, seriously, you didn't say, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, in the same way. It's like, so it's, it's a give and take.
0: Right. Have you ever had to uh, kick somebody out or at least not? you know, welcome them again? No. That's great.
1: No.
0: Okay. And I've then been pretty fortunate. And then how does the payment work? Because I imagine with all these multiple days and multiple people, uh, it can get a little confusing.
1: Well, you know, not have to tell you, up, just,
0: just like the form of payment.
1: Everybody ends up in their day and they just leave a check for me on the day that they're there. Got it. And it's, a certain, it's in a certain place for them. And that's how I collect them. Got it. And if if I for some reason there's been times when they're late, I won't I won't charge them a late fee. Yeah. Um, I don't need to. If 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 it's so late that 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 the receptionist up front is is talking to me about a late fee, then I will talk to them and say, Listen, you gotta pay this.
0: Right. And they pay. Got it. Oh, that's so cool. You're doing such a great job on it.
1: I just find that when you're managing adults, remember they're adults. Like let them do their thing. If the more you are babysitting them, the more they're gonna mess up. You get comfortable with you always picking up the slack. So if you just let them do their thing and hold them responsible to what they do, right? They'll do it
0: if they're generally responsible people, and it's you know that's the key. I imagine there's scenarios in which you get somebody who's trying to take advantage, and so that person's not going to last very long. It seems like no. you you haven't had to do that, so that's that's really great. Um, and
1: in a case like that, you basically just change change the lock. R- okay. It's simple. I will change the lock after two, after three talks. Change the lock and make sure that they're in writing. I gotta make sure they're in writing to save my butt. Change the lock and say at this point you're working only when I'm working. I need you to, I need you to work with me alongside. Mm-hmm. And if this doesn't work out, then you have to go.
0: I gotta simple. keep an eye on you. <laughs>
1: yep, basically. Yeah. Okay, so extreme.
0: so the other guys have keys. Everybody has a key. Got it. So so talk to me about flexibility. If somebody cancels, you know, last second, do you let them go?
1: Uh, if they're not working, they don't pay.
0: Okay, got it. Yeah,
1: the only the, that's a Sunday one. Okay. The ones during the week that have set days, I rely on them. Yeah, they, they to keep their stuff, to keep their space. Um, uh, they have they have to pay the rent every single week. Right. Uh, my Sunday renter doesn't have doesn't I don't give him a cabinet I don't give him space to put his stuff in. He just comes in with his bag. And in that case like that, if he's not working, he doesn't pay because he's, right. he's just a traveling hairdresser. Mm-hmm. But those that are set in my salon that um, that work on a regular basis um, during the week, yeah, they, they have to pay pay every week. Awesome. Whether they have clients or not.
0: Okay. That makes so much sense. And I think this is really going to help people listening who would love to do the same thing to supplement so this is one their… This thing we need yeah, to talk about. Yeah,
1: sure. um, you need to so if you're a seasoned hairdresser, you need to also cultivate them on how to market themselves. Mm-hmm. You don't want to sit them up for fail. They don't know what they're getting themselves into. So you show them the ropes on Groupon or whatever they can get um, about about advertising themselves. Give them the tools to help themselves continue. If you if you know they're not used to renting on their own.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Other than that, you're gonna sit back, pick up pick, you know pick up the check, and then see them fall because they have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. The learning curve. To become an independent contractor and having, and having to be in a situation like this is a little painful in the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm. People okay.
1: struggle quite a bit.
0: So what would you say to somebody who comes in tomorrow and, 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 and they're, they've been they've had that safety net for their entire careers and they've never even considered about being independent until tomorrow. What would you say?
1: You have them find a mentor besides besides me helping them guide their way through in my salon as a renter? They need to have somebody else to help to help voice what I'm going to say so they don't feel like I'm the only one attacking. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what you're doing right here is really great because you've got a podcast and you're interviewing people that you find have something to give to the to the community to, to hairdressers. And they can pretty much log in and go, oh, this podcast is about is about rentals. So I'm going to hear what we have to say. Right this is a way of mentoring people into, into success.
0: Right. So what if they don't have a mentor and you're the only one, what would you tell them?
1: It'll be a little difficult for that. Like they have to find some, they, they someone, they always know someone that rents Okay. that's been running for a long time. It's impossible to think that a hairdresser does not know somebody that has not rented for a long time.
0: Especially at the Salon Republic that you're a part of, because we have yes. a lot of hairdressers <laughs> yes, yes, who do very yes. well. So I think it would be easy for them to find one. I guess if they need one, they can talk to us, and we can put them in right. contact with one. Definitely. But um, okay, so one last thing, because you mentioned marketing, I thought that was interesting that you did. Oh, uh, what what would you suggest as uh, as a marketing venue right now for somebody who wants to build?
1: You know, um, you're gonna laugh at me. Groupon is a really good tool. It has two different kind of kind of kind of clients. Those that are the true Grouponers that only want to deal, but there's a vast Majority of people that have just been wronged by stylists don't know where to go, and they go that avenue. And I'll, I'll tell you, like maybe 60% of those clients that come in become long-term clients for for, for renters that, that are that are using this tool. Oh wow! Um, so I would start them off with that, and and know that there are going to be some bad apples, mm-hmm. but you it's, it's up to you to turn them around.
0: Right. Yeah. So Groupon is still alive.
1: Well, to a certain degree, yes. Right. Also, um, don't give your client a free haircut after like five visits for every client to send you, give them a free haircut. You're doing a two for one there. They're mm-hmm. going to give you more clients and faster that we're going to build a lot faster. Um, and you'll be more more successful. So right. I would say that's a good thing. Word of mouth is always the best thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Send me your good clients, right? Or send me your good friends, right. your nice friends. friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause those are the ones who make the, the good clients. You're definitely don't right. send me your crazy friends <laughs> no
1: definitely not no keep those at home <laughs> lock them up <laughs> yeah send those to another salon yeah
0: all right luna thanks so much i think this is awesome i think people are going to benefit from this and hopefully uh, uh all, all you guys out there listening are going to try this and uh and and it'll help you in your business and decrease your expenses all right anything else you
1: want to say any last uh wishes if you have any questions on subleasing that i have not answered you can reach me at, um, Instagram at room 22, Southern Republic, just direct message me and I'll be happy to answer any questions.
0: Awesome. Love it. Thank you. Thanks, Lena. So, all right, I have Ruby and Michelle here. Thanks for showing up guys.
3: Hello. Thanks for having Hi. us.
2: Thanks.
0: Let's start with, uh, your story, how you got into hair or how about this, where you're from and how long you've been in the hair <laughs> and how you, how you made your way to hair Ruby first.
3: Um, Okay, so I grew up in uh, San Gabriel Valley in a city, small city, Duarte. If you were to drive on the 210, you'd probably miss it. Um, But I've been doing hair for the past 10 years. Um, I really, I've always enjoyed to do hair and makeup, but I never thought of it as a career. So coming out of high school, I really was kind of floating by. And I actually had a high school friend that he started doing hair while he was in his senior year and he just, you know, hit the ground running and started working in Beverly Hills. And one day I went, I was in the area and I went by to visit him. And that's when the light bulb turned on for me. And I thought, wow, I can actually be, you know, have a career in something that is fun and something that I enjoy. So actually visiting him um, kind of inspired me to, you know, follow what
0: uh, I'm really passionate about. Awesome. How about you, Michelle?
2: Um, so I grew up in Palos Verdes and I've been doing hair about 15 years and I wanted to go straight to where the money is, you know, so I went out to Beverly Hills as well and, uh, Ruby and I, we actually met through the same friend and we were assistants at Umberto's together and that's where it all started. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> A love story. <laughs> A beautiful love story. Okay. So, um, Tell us about how you made it to SR. How did you learn about us?
3: Um, Well, I actually stumbled on it by accident. Um, I was, we were working, I was working with Michelle at Giuseppe Franco and um, I had a mutual friend that I used to work with at a previous salon and she was uh, talking to me how miserable and unmotivated she was and she was a commissioner. So, uh, and she had been in the same salon for many years uh, so she was kind of stagnant and she wasn't growing uh, and I had already been a rental, uh, a renter uh, stylist. So I was trying to, uh, uh, I guess, coach her into making that jump and like take control of her own business. Um, and a girl had told us about Salon Republic. And so in my attempt to try to support her, I said, you know what? we need to check out these studios so that you can get a feel for it and you need to make that jump because if you're miserable and you feel stagnant in the salon you're at, you need to make a change. So I actually, uh, I went with her and I fell in love with it. And in that moment, I made my own decision and I said, I'm going to get a studio and if you're ready for it, we can, we can split or I'm just going to do it on my own. So I kind of stumbled on it um, and it just fell in love with the whole concept. I mean, I was already a renter and I figured, why not have my own space?
0: Right. That's awesome. And Michelle, how about you?
3: Um, so I found out through Ruby,
2: basically. And in the beginning, I thought she was crazy. You know, <laughs> I was like, why would you do that? Like, don't you want the whole space of the salon and, you know, clients, seeing other clients? Um, but then, you know, once I realized that you could do more than just a single studio, is when really things started to tick for me. And I was like, you know what? The salon is really loud and we're always short of things. And I would like to be able to provide other services or just other, just having more of the like concierge type deal for my clients. You know, I felt like the cups and the glasses were always dirty. The smocks were always dirty where I was at. And we just didn't really like that. Mm -hmm. So So you wanted
0: more control. You wanted to elevate the experience uh by controlling it a little bit better.
2: Music was yeah. a huge thing. I couldn't stand the music in the salon that I was at. We could It not. was disco. It was oh disco 80s all the time. It was so nice. bad. That alone, that alone did it for me.
0: Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you guys came to uh, Beverly Hills Wilshire location, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And what kind of studio? So you took a larger studio, is that right? Yes.
3: Yeah. So uh, it, we started with a single and then when Michelle joined in, We really weren't sure how we were going to do that. So that was was going to be three girls. But luckily, uh, a triple studio was available um, and we, we, you know, snatched that up real quick.
0: Cool. Now that's, was that your, your former studio or the one you're in now?
3: The former studio.
0: Okay. So then we expanded the salon for everyone listening and you guys jumped on probably the best studio in the place, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. 91. And, um, for everyone listening, I would say that 91 is probably the equivalent of three standard studios. Would you guys agree with that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it has a nice window on San Vicente Boulevard, and it's, it's gorgeous.
3: And a side entrance, which is key.
0: <clears throat> True. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you, when you decided to take the larger studio, did you have a plan for subleasing? Was that your goal?
3: Uh, well, our goal was to have permanent subleasers, like weekly yeah. subleasers, so that way we can just kind of uh, it pay for you know the studio that way. But it worked out. We didn't. Uh, we had we found more stylists that were traveling stylists or stylists that were just getting back on their feet from after pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, or stylists who do road shows and other educators that don't necessarily want to rent a a chair or a studio for the week. So we've been able to kind of, uh, rent out or sublease that way with towards and cater to those stylists.
0: Right. So how many stations total in there? Five. And you guys work in there, I assume on your clients. Yes. Yes. How many days a week?
3: Um, it varies. I would say three to four days for me. Okay. I'm
2: yeah, and I'm there four days a week. So I'll give up. Uh, I like having every other Saturday off since we do travel for work as well. Um, so it works good. I'm able to give like a prime day to a mom, you mm-hmm. know, a stylist that just had a baby, and she can come in and make her money in one day and be done for the week.
0: Okay, so we've got three stations. Uh, that I guess are full time available for others, right? And then we've yeah. got two that are available part time, which are the ones that you guys use uh, when you're in the salon, right? Correct. All right. So, how do you find the hairdressers to take the stations? <laughs>
3: um, I'd say it's uh, word of mouth, to be honest, uh, and, and the relationships we've had, like with yeah. other stylists, you know, it's really word of mouth through those people and it's been like referrals. I mean, we have done the uh, Craigslist, which I was kind of afraid of, but Michelle had suggested that. Yeah, Uh, it worked. uh, Yeah, we have gotten a few. um, But yeah, it's really been more through word of mouth and the relationships we've had throughout the years and, you know, the stylists.
0: Okay, so so you're, I'm sorry, go ahead, Michelle. Did you wanna say something? Oh,
3: I was, I just feel like Um, We've had,
2: Ruby said it best, she feels like uh, we're like a foster home to stylists. That's awesome. (laughs) You know, I see a lot of things, like it's business and business can go bad, but I feel like we've had a lot of stylists that have worked with us for like three weeks and got their own studio or something of that sort, but we're not bitter, you know, like we love them, we help them, Ruby's like a champion at putting these studios together she helps them in their new studios, and we're still friends with them.
0: That's awesome, and you guys yeah. get a referral fee from that too. Yes,
3: yeah, yeah. that's also plus. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, thank you very
0: much. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your so what I hear you saying is that you've developed you've developed a network over time of a yeah. lot of hairdressers who uh, know and like you well. Is that true? Um. I think yeah. So. Okay, and. <laughs> And, uh, and that's very, very important. Now, for someone who maybe isn't so good with people, and I, you girls are good with people. You're likable. Obviously, people like you. Um, and for somebody who's maybe not very good at building a network, what would you suggest to them?
3: Um, trust. To be uh open and um open-minded and. Uh, yeah catering to other people's needs and not, uh, and being a little bit trusting too. Cause I, I have heard some people do have that issue and some of the things, um, some of the reasons that some people, uh, feel awkward renting from certain people is they don't feel there's this trust. They feel like they have to, you know, they feel like there's someone over them watching them when they're using mm-hmm. it and they don't, they don't, it's impersonal.
0: And they're afraid right. that they're going to make a mistake. And then they're going to come in the following morning, and get yelled at,
3: right? Yes, exactly.
0: Very interesting. Okay. I mean, the
3: way We have our studios like the co-op, like, you know, you bring in, you take out what you bring in. So if you leave, okay, mask, hold on, we're going to get
0: there. We're going to, you're, okay. you're jumping ahead, uh, okay. which is exactly Absolutely. where we are going. So, <laughs> so thank you. Um, but I want to hit all the little points first. Do you, do you, um, I, I assume there's some choosing of hairdressers. If somebody comes to you word of mouth and you get a bad vibe or something, I mean, are you basically saying maybe it's not the right place for you?
3: I don't think we we had that. I mean,
2: I I would say uh, lucky with the people that we've got. We have been, we've been really lucky. The only thing is I, Ruby and I, especially myself, I do a lot of Brazilian blowouts and a lot of stylists aren't okay being around that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's the one thing that people might be like, you know what, thanks, but I can't like be around them so much. Uh, Other than that, everything is totally fine. We haven't had a problem.
0: So you haven't had to uh, say no to too many people. Right. No. Oh, that's pretty good. I I think that basically shows that you guys are very adaptable.
3: Yes.
0: But we're going to. I mean,
3: we've had to say no to people if we don't have room in the studio. Of course, I'm just saying on an
0: interpersonal uh, chemistry basis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what you're offering? I mean, are you flexible relating to the (laughs) amount of time? Like, is it all full time, or is it you know? Do you do day rates? Do you do part time?
3: Uh, yeah, oh, actually, oh, oh. oh yes, uh, which is part of the reason I that we thought about, because not everybody has a full day schedule, so we do have partial day, which is a minimum of three and a half hours, so that's enough for you to do anywhere from one to three clients, um, and then we have a full day price, and then we have a weekly price, so right now we only have one weekly rancher, so that's really, we shuffle the rest of the we, the schedule with the other chairs.
0: And what, what do you use to schedule? Honestly, um, we
3: use our iCalendar yeah. on our iPhone. We find
2: we just it just keep, works the best. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, is that is that, um, <clears throat> what do they call it, uh, multi-peer? Is that where multiple people can go in and see it at the same time? Or is that we, just you, yours?
2: We don't have it set up to that point yet. But if a day is full, we'll send a message to the stylist and let them know, like,
3: well, send days. it on their calendar and it'll say November yeah. 29th, salon full. So that way when they're on their calls with their clients and they're looking through their calendars, they can see that day is not available for
0: them. Got it. Got it. So they're booking their clients before and then they're booking the salon? Or do you or do you think they have, like, do you have some people who take, like, one or two days a week and then they just know that they need to book their clients for those days?
3: Uh, we have oh. both. Yeah, oh. we have we have, we have some them. some that tell us, Look, I need Thursdays and Saturdays every week. And then we are we accommodate our schedules to know that what chairs are taken and then what chairs are available to the other stylists who you who call us on the fly and say, Hey, can I come in on, a, on this day?
0: So how many hairdressers are using your studio at, at any time right now?
2: Um we've got Bethany, Sherry, Renee, Barry, Sona, me, you, Chris,
0: eight.
2: And Lizette. And Lizette. And Lizette, nine. So we've got nine right now rotating.
0: That's so awesome. You guys are doing so well at this. So how do you do a, um, do you have an agreement of any kind, like a written agreement, kind of rules, regulations, don't do this, don't do that?
2: We just no leave it how you found it. Yeah, pretty much. You know, leave it how you found it. I think. The fact that you created, Eric, such a space for stylists um, that want to work and are serious about business and money, it's like, you know, they come in, they take care of the place, they make their money, and they leave it how they found it, and they go, you know. It's open Sundays and Mondays. It's open, you know, till 10 o'clock at night. There's no regulations, and we've just been really lucky. Yeah, we've
3: been, we haven't we have been burned, so press our fingers that doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, leave it the way you found it. Um, We give them the rundown on what the amenities we do uh, uh, offer. I mean, we do offer some stuff, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the whole concept is a co op. You know, it's a space where you can work and do your clients um, and kind of help out when you're there. I mean, we all tidy up, right? Even when we're all in this room, we all try to tidy up for each other.
0: Exactly. That's really good. And you haven't had to get mad at anyone who doesn't tidy up?
3: Well, we do have <laughs> one little A few before. here and there, so we tread lightly because we don't want to, yeah. you know, uh, call anyone out. But, you know, we try to kind of like, you know, uh, hint to, you know, clean up there
0: yeah are you providing certain products like shampoo conditioner and stuff like that people don't want to bring in their own shampoo and conditioner.
3: yeah well that's what yeah exactly (laughs) I I figured if we're using our studio for our traveling stylist one of the headaches is having to bring a big suitcase with your foils and everything so we offer uh, foils gloves caps Uh, Shampoo and conditioner. So, this stuff they don't have to drag along with them. So, really, all they need to bring is their tools for the day. So, like a blow dryer, scissors, their capes, and uh, maybe their color, which in our location or all the Salon Republics makes it really ideal because they don't have to run to the beauty supply before coming in. They can just grab their color there yes thanks for that
0: <laughs> you're, you're welcome for that thanks
3: for that too uh we do offer you know like sodas and waters and beverages for all of them so okay that's yeah, nice stuff. yeah yeah coffee yeah so that, that's all included in the day rate or the partial rate uh rent that we
0: charge do you mind telling us what you charge and that you know the, and this is not going to mean a lot to a lot of people because we have listeners right. all over the world but it, it, and you don't need to tell me if you don't feel comfortable
2: no, it's okay. But the new prices will be fifty dollars for a partial and eighty dollars for a full day and three
3: fifty for the week.
0: Got it. Okay. Very fair, very reasonable prices. Are you gonna drop your
3: uh your rate down?
0: My rate? <laughs> yeah. Th- Wh- which the, one? Uh,
3: that- for,
0: for the for the lab or for the studio?
3: For the lab.
0: <clears throat> well, we're at ninety five bucks.
3: Oh, okay. That's yeah, good. we're yeah. we're
0: above you. We're we're yeah. more expensive, so that's you know you should feel comfortable that you know, with that, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Um,
0: you know, I, I don't really want to compete with people, but I I, I want to offer something that people have been asking us for for a long time. At the right. Same time, yeah, yeah. Right. That's a
3: good
0: place. Um, okay. So I think that there's a there's a secret sauce sort of thing here that. I'm getting the sense that you girls do naturally that a lot of people aren't doing. And I think it has a lot to do with, um, well, common sense maybe, but, uh, mm-hmm. th- 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 some people simply cannot get people, uh, subrenters, sub renters to hang around. So w- what do you, what do you think that is? Maybe have you gleaned any information from some people who have struggled to, to make it to make what you're talking about work and why they're struggling and why you're successful at it.
3: Um, I don't. I think it's our flexibility. It's the fact yeah. that we're flexible um, with the stylists who come in. Um, it, I mean, if other uh, studios are having trouble, it, it might be that maybe they're trying to, you know, hold someone down to certain, you know, to have consistent weeks, and we're kind of more flexible, like you know. Hey, we understand life happens, you know, travel, you travel, family, whatever. Uh, Yeah, we just, we, we have a space that we want, we have available for stylists to, you know, continue doing and making money.
2: Yeah. I think just not micromanaging uh, other stylists and also we're just so flexible. I mean, there's weeks, you know, especially in the summer that Ruby and I eat the whole, you know, rent for the week. Um, but that's okay, because it's not always like that. And we just ride out, you know, the slow times.
0: Right. I think you hit on probably the number one thing. Uh, and I'm glad you said it. I wasn't going to say it for you. But people people in the salon who know you <laughs> well. I'm sorry?
2: Oh, uh, They freak out.
0: Yeah. So people in the salon who know you well say that you're, you're both smart, common sense. They say that you're flexible. You're flexible with costs, services, schedules, et cetera. They say that you're non judgmental. And they (laughs) say
3: (laughs) We were being surveyed? Oh my god.
0: (laughs) Well, not really. I mean not not anything very formal, but but this is just what I've gleaned, you know, when we're trying to find out, you know, why you guys are are doing such a good job on this. And and then the fourth thing is that you're very likable. So those those four things I think, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Ruby's doing a little love face. Yeah. I don't even know what you call that. What, what do you call that when you do a heart uh, or a... There you uh, go. A cute face. Ruby just it. did a cute face. Okay, and now Michelle's doing the cute face. Now everybody's doing the cute face. Um, but I'm not going to do the cute face. All right, so so that it seems like that's, that's what you guys are doing really, really well. And I commend you for it. And uh, thank you for being at Salon Republic and doing so well. And then, Well,
2: thank you for having Salon yeah. Republic.
0: Thanks for providing the awesome space for us. That's uh, what keeps me up at night to make sure that we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, sure. And then thanks for coming on here and uh, telling everybody what you guys are doing. And and hopefully it'll help all of those people around the country, especially since we're so big on booth rental in the U.S., um, yeah. how, how to kind of get that Shangri-La of Getting some additional revenue coming in when when they're not in their studio or in their chair.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: Have so, the studio work for them. Exactly. Anything else you guys want to say before we sign off?
2: Um, no, just
3: good luck to everybody. Yeah. Hang in there. Hang in there and do the leap and you know, take control of your own business.
0: Awesome. Thanks, girls. Bye. All right, thanks. I hope you enjoyed that episode let me know if you guys have been struggling with finding uh, sub renters for your space or just other hairdressers to join your team i want you to try some of this advice hopefully uh, this was this is new information for you or uh, maybe it's reinforcing things that you know that you needed to do but you haven't been doing try it and let me know if it's working i really want that feedback I really want to know if you're getting results because that's what life is all about right life is about learning it's about trying new things and it's about ultimately getting results so please uh give us a review or a rating on apple podcasts apple podcasts allow you to rate which is you just hit the number of stars and that's it or review where you have to like write something down which takes longer rating or review is super appreciated I love you all for it, and it helps other hairdressers find us. Thank you, everybody,
1: and I'll see you next week.